0: Hi, and welcome to The Boovie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age old question which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha.
1: And I'm Hannah.
0: And if you want to hear more from The Boovie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash The Boovie Girls. And this week we are covering The Hate You Give.
1: And I've titled this one Thug Life.
0: Obviously. <laughs> Obviously,
1: I can't not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should we tell them what that is now or later? <laughs> uh, how about later? later. later. All right. <laughs> so the book was originally published February 28th, 2017, and it's written by Angie Thomas. It has a 4.51 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's 444 pages.
1: But a very quick read. Very quick. I was like, we all know. I'm a very slow reader. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're doing The Martian soon and I just told Rosha that it took me two hours to read 30 pages of that book because it's so not my wheelhouse. So this, uh, this book made me feel very like speedy.
0: Well, especially after the Harry Potter series. Oh my gosh, which, it was great. Yeah. It was such
1: a quick read. I, I recommend, I actually really liked this book a lot. I I had a good time reading it. Yeah, same. It. Not a good time because it's an awful subject, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the movie came out in 2018, which was just a year after the book came out. So it was probably like one of those things where it got sold before the book was even most, released. Most definitely. Uh, it's rated PG-13. It's a crime drama and it was two hours and 13 minutes long. Directed by George Tillman Jr. He's one who produced all of the Barbershop movies oh, okay. as well as is it Beauty? Beauty Shop? Beauty Shop, yeah. Yes, that, that With one Queen well. Latifah? Yep, And he also was the director for the pilots of the, of the shows For Life, which is about a guy who is in prison, wrongfully in prison, oh, yeah. and he tries to get out himself, and Luke Cage. He did the, just okay. the pilots for those two, which I thought was interesting that, you know, well, Luke Cage, I actually loved the very first episode of that one and then hated the rest of them. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad that yeah. he didn't stick That's on. Funny. So makes
0: sense now, though. So the IMDb synopsis reads, Star witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend Khalil at the hands of a police officer. Now, facing pressure from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and stand up for what's right. So some fun facts about the book. Uh, This was Angie Thomas' debut novel. Um, It expanded from a short story that she actually wrote in college in reaction to the police shooting of Oscar Grant. It remained on the New York Times Young Adult Bestseller list for 50 weeks, which is incredible. Um, So props to her. The American Library Association listed the book as one of the 10 most challenged books of 2017 and 18, in, in quotations, because it was considered pervasively vulgar and because of drug use, profanity, and offensive language. And I'm like, yeah, but at least it covers topics that like need to be talked right. about.
1: I, what I was thinking when I read this book, like anyone who has a kid who's probably, I would even say like 13... To like 15 who you're having a hard time discussing mm-hmm. this topic with. This is a perfect Give them book. this book. Absolutely. Because I think it covers it perfectly. It from does. From a bunch of different angles. It does. And
0: it's not so hard in Terms of like the subject matter, like there's still some lightheartedness that right. like lends itself to be, a like you said, an easy read. Yeah, um, and lastly, HarperCollins uh, imprint Blazer and Bray, who is um, who uh, published the book, bought the rights to the novel in an auction outbidding 13 other publishing houses and signed a two book deal with Thomas. Um, the second being Concrete mm-hmm. Rose, which is um, a prequel which actually came out just last month um, and it's focused on Star's dad, Matt. I'm excited. Or I, hope,
1: I hope they make a movie of
0: it. I've heard really. Really great things, yeah. and I—I I would assume. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure you'll go into mm-hmm. it, but if this movie was a success, I can see right. them wanting to do this one as well.
1: Um, This—the whole time I was reading this book, it was one of those things where it's like, what happened? Like it—it it just it, after knowing what happened this last year mm-hmm. with everything um, about around this topic, like this movie was just like, I wonder if it would have came out like a year later, if it would have been different or if it would have had a different reaction, like it's just so crazy. Like the fact that what was happening in this book and movie is literally still happening and is still relevant. is just like wild to me that even like a year, you know, a year difference, it's the same stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I
0: I hope to God that it doesn't continue to stay that way. But, um, I mean, this has been going on for, years, obviously. Years. So um, it was it was incredible to read this book. Uh, again, yeah. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about yeah. it, but we'll get into it. Uh,
1: so speaking of the success of the movie, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a whopping 97%, wow. which is, I think, the highest rated movie that we have seen so far. I think Harry Potter had 96, mm-hmm. this last one, which is crazy, especially um, for a movie that is of, of a challenging topic. Mm-hmm. Like, people have such you know, different viewpoints on this that I was, I was shocked that it, yeah. I, I wasn't shocked because it was so good, but I was shocked that there wasn't so many people on the other end. Um, I'm not doing Karen reviews this week for this movie because I don't want to give these like awful people Ugh, a voice because it was awful. Cause there are a lot of people. These reviews were just, I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, especially the keyboard warriors. Yeah. Uh, the budget for the movie was 23 million. It only grossed 34 million. So only about a $10 million profit, which, in the grand scheme of things is not a lot. Right. Um but I don't I doubt it's going to stop them from doing the next the I next hope not. One. I really don't think it will. So, a couple of fun facts about the movie. Uh, the author of the of the book Angie Thomas is actually did a cameo in this movie. She is the woman who actually hand star the t-shirt um at the very yeah. end of the movie. So, I didn't know that before I read it, so I didn't notice it, yeah. but I I always love that when when authors mm-hmm. or directors or or people do that. Uh, In the movie, King, uh, we'll get into his character in just a little bit, drives a black BMW S series sedan with chrome and custom rims, which is basically the same exact... Kind of car that Tupac was riding the night that he died. Uh, Anthony Mackey, who plays King in this movie, portrays Tupac in the movie Notorious. Huh. So full circle and all of that. I was
0: curious why they changed it because I mm-hmm. think in the book it's a gray uh, BMW, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But if they were trying to kind of emulate Tupac, it makes total sense. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think one of the reasons they may, they might have done this, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you have a different opinion, is I felt like the movie focused a lot more on the cop involved shooting which Mm it was the bigger scheme. They didn't gear it so much to like the gang related stuff as was in the book or even the interracial relationship that we get in the book. True. That it was more focused on that. So that might also have been a reason, but I thought it was kind of cool that they found a way to kind of tie it back to the theme and the other characters of the the movie. Uh, And then lastly, uh, the hate you give was shot in Atlanta, uh, which is a city that's very popular for um, cinema directors because it has many different faces to it. It can be urban. It can be rural. Um, and it allowed the director and his team to recreate the city of Jackson, Mississippi where um, that the novel is actually located. Hmm, so not filmed where it was. The book has it set, but they were able to do it to make it look that way. Cool. So the cast of the movie, um, some people we know very well and then some people we don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So starting with Star Carter, who is the main character of of this story. She's the young girl who witnesses the the officer-involved shooting, is played by Amanda Stenberg. Uh, her name actually means power, oh, wow. which I thought was interesting because in the book we hear a lot about the, the meanings of the different the different kids' names. Yeah. Uh, a couple movies that she's been in, she's in Everything, Everything, which I actually just picked up the other day at the Goodwill, and we'll be covering it at some point. And she was also in Hunger Games as Rue.
0: Oh, yeah. my no God. Until I saw it. I was like,
1: yep, that was definitely She was her. so much younger in that. I so. know. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> I love to ruin those. But so we will see her again at some point uh, on our podcast. So she's actually not just an actor. she's an, She's an activist as well. She's very... Into speaking her voice um, for the cause, and she was declared one of the most incendiary voices of her generation by Days Magazine, which featured her um, on the cover of its autumn 2015 issue. She actually landed a spot on the Times Magazine list for the 30 most influential teens of 2015 and 16, and was declared a one of W Magazine's royals in 2017. Anne was featured uh, on a call-out in Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2017. Wow. So the girl's doing things. Good for her. She's great. I thought
0: she did an amazing job. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. She is very pretty. Um, that's like the prime example of using your platform to do good. Absolutely. Because so many times we see actors and actresses like kind of just do it... For the money or do it for, you know, the fame or whatever. So it's nice to see that she's actually doing something good Mm -hmm. with her fame. She nailed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. She nailed it. It was perfect. I liked how they changed her hair
1: halfway through the movie. (laughs) I thought, like, it showed a different side of her. I liked liked her braids better. I did too.
0: I almost felt like they did that just to, like, match the cover of the book.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I think in the movie or in the book she does have um, different hairs, but they specifically point out the the, the braids. And I I did mm. like it more too, but
1: Well, and if you notice that they change her hair kind of more towards like the end after everything's kind of being not resolved, mm-hmm. but towards the end of the film as well, so when she's kind nice.
0: of coming to her own. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Mav Carter, uh, Maverick Carter, is her dad, and this movie is played by Russell Hornsby. He plays uh, Lincoln Rhyme in the Lincoln Rhyme Hunter for the Bo- hunt for the Bone Collector. It's a series that I watched for. I don't even know if it's still on, but it's great. Hmm. Uh, have you ever seen the Bone Collector, the movie no. with Angelina Jolie? Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's so <laughs> good. Uh, he's also in Creed Two, Fences, and Lincoln Heights. Uh, I think he's great. I thought he did a fabulous job in this role. He
0: was perfect for the role. Yeah.
1: And it was funny because I was like I I knew him from these some of these other roles, but I thought he had done bigger roles mm-hmm. than than that, but I guess not, but I hope he we see him. A lot more in the yeah, future.
0: Yeah, I, I recognize him from Creed too, um, mostly. But yeah, it's, he's one of those where like I've kind of seen him around, but I've never really like seen him in like a lead role or anything yeah. like that. He's so. one of those
1: people that you just want to hear him talk. Yeah, I don't care what he's saying, but everything yeah. every time he talks, you're like, okay, whatever he's saying is important yeah, for <laughs> so. sure. Uh, Lisa Carter, Star's mom, is played by Regina Hall. We know her more from kind of funny movies. Mm-hmm. She's more of like in a comedic role a lot. She was in Girls Trip. Blackish, Think Like a Man, Loving Basketball, uh, and all of the scary movies.
0: <laughs> I love her in the scary I movies. I <laughs> know
1: she's great, but I love again. I love seeing characters and actors in different roles like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a little bit more of a serious side of yeah. her, uh, but she's great.
0: Yeah. Well, and obviously, you know, she's a little bit later in her in her um, career, so mm-hmm. it's nice to kind of see her shift from like that youngish style to something more mm-hmm. serious and a much bigger, impactful role.
1: Yeah. Uh, so King is the next character we'll talk about. He is—he's complex. <laughs> he is Stars' brother's stepdad. Yep. But he's also kind of like the drug lord in their in Garden Heights, which is the neighborhood they live in. Um, it's played by Anthony Mackie.
0: And please tell me you know who he is. He's one of the guys in the Avengers. <laughs> which one? Um, that one. <laughs> Well, he's actually two now. Well, yeah. I, I know him now as the the new one, which I don't know his name, but he has wings. Okay. Well, that's his old one. Oh. He plays
1: Falcon. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. You're yes, right. He's yeah. Falcon. Um, And then he is now becoming the new Captain America. Which
0: I thought was a weird shift, but yes. we'll see how that goes. Yes, uh,
1: And then he's also Papa Doc in 8 Mile.
0: Have not seen 8 Mile. Jesus. I know. I know. Boyfriend Ray's gonna, he's gonna listen to this and call you over. Well, no. And and rightfully so because Eminem is one of my absolute favorite artists. So so I don't know why I haven't. I just have So
1: Papa Doc is one of the rappers that he battles against. Okay. In in like the big battle at the end or whatever. Uh, I love Anthony Mackie. I think he's fabulous. I think he's gorgeous. Uh, This character, he doesn't look anything I'm so Nothing glad. like he should have looked like. I'm like, he so glad looked, you said that. He was great, but it's not how it was portrayed in the book. In the book, he's like this big kind of rotund mm-hmm. guy who is kind of just gross, yeah. almost. Yeah. And that's not Not at all. He was. he was
0: so, like, buttoned up. Like, they obviously tried to do his, like, hair and makeup and wardrobe to make him look more grungy, but, like, yeah. it did not work at all, in my opinion. No,
1: and even, like his mannerisms and like he's supposed to be like i said the big drug lord of yeah. the of the neighborhood and i didn't get that from yeah. him so i thought it was a little bit of a miss but if you're going to miss miss with anthony mackey you guess. know <laughs> Uh, next character is April Ofra, is played by Issa Rae. Love
0: her. We
1: know her mostly from Insecure on HBO. What a
0: great show. If you don't watch that show, please watch that show. It's, it's a great so show. Good.
1: Um, it's not work appropriate or with your children, but it is a great show.
0: <laughs> Specifically, um, I don't know what season it is, but there's an episode where they go to Coachella. It's literally my absolute yes. favorite Especially episode.
1: Especially if like you're in your late 20s, early 30s. Totally. That is your life. Yeah. <laughs> so she's actually uh, known more for her producing. She's produced a ton of things, um, but she was married at a place on Times Magazine's Top 100 Most Influential People, uh, and is really just, again, an activist for this cause, and she's another person. I, I, she talks, and I, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. She has such a presence to her. Okay. I wish they would have given her a little bit more of a voice in the movie. We hear about her a lot in the book. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the movie, she kind of takes a little bit of a backseat, uh, but I'm still... I'm. I mean, I thought she was great for this character. I did too.
0: When they uh, introduced her in the scene that she comes up and mm-hmm. it's her, I didn't realize, like, I didn't look at the cast beforehand. I was like, oh my God, Issa.
1: <laughs> I know. She's so great. I Like I said, I recommend anything she's in. Yeah. She's great. Uh, next character is Khalil. Uh Khalil is the young man who ends up getting shot by the police in this in this story is played by Algie Smith. Um he is in Euphoria. Mhm. Uh he's great in Euphoria. Uh he's also in Judas and the Black Messiah that just came out. We watched it the other day.
0: <sighs> After good?
1: watching this and watching the, Judas and the Black Messiah, I was
0: overload a little bit. Yeah. Like
1: it's so heavy, but in a good way. Yeah. Like I I mean being a white female, it's just like one of those things that you're just kind of like, it's hard to watch people yeah. do these things. But I, I recommend it. It's a, it's a little long, it's a little slow, but it is fabulous. And like the end when they actually, because it's a true story, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you kind of who these people really were and what happened. Like at the, like at the Ray and like our jaws just like dropped at wow. the end. So definitely recommend it. Um, he's great. He's super cute.
0: Very cute. Um, his
1: character, um. We'll talk about it a little bit. They switched a couple things around with him. They gave him... He was a little bit more dynamic, actually, in the movie than he was in the book. Um, in sort of, In yeah. terms of his relationships okay, <laughs> with yeah. Star. Uh, but I thought he was great and he's super
0: cute. Very, very cute.
1: Uh, next character is Uncle Carlos, played by Common. <laughs> <laughs> who is also his. He was born Lonnie Rashid-Lynn.
0: Oh, so I didn't know that.
1: fact for you. Um, obviously, if you don't know, he is a rapper turned actor. Um, slash... I don't know what you got. He's almost like a Morgan Freeman of our time, you know. He does a lot of voiceover. <laughs> he does. Work, he has a, a great of, voice. Like word, um, spoken word mm-hmm. type things. I love Common. Um, but he's been in. He's lent his voice to the movie Smallfoot. He was in Oceans Eight, Girls Trip, John Wick Chapter Two, Suicide Squad, um, and then he was in Selma, who he also won an Oscar for the best song in, and he was in Happy Feet Two as well.
0: Can we just talk about how terrible, um, Oceans Eight was? <laughs> It's a terrible movie. Yeah,
1: we're just gonna like not okay. think about that one.
0: Um, I and I don't know how you feel, but like if they would have just switched Common mm-hmm. and Anthony Mackie, absolutely. I feel like it would have made a world of difference. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And I hated Common's mustache in this. Movie.
0: Oh, it was terrible. I was really
1: bad. Uh, but I was also a little disappointed in the lack of Uncle Carlos mm-hmm. in the movie because he's such a big part of the book yep. and his relationship with Star. You get, you miss it completely. In the I agree. Movie. Yeah. So. I was kind of upset about that, but you're totally right. I didn't even think about that yeah.
0: flip flop. It would have been a, a simple change. Yeah. <laughs> it would have yeah. made a world of difference.
1: <laughs> uh, next character is Seven, who is Star's half brother in the movie, is played by Lamar Johnson. He was in all the bright places. He was one of um, one of the friends in the okay. in that movie, and he's also uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. He's in as well. Mm. Uh, he's good. He's supposed to have dreadlocks.
0: Oh, yeah! Yeah,
1: in the movie, or in the book, they talk about how he has these dreadlocks. That's right. He is very, like, clean cut in mm-hmm. this movie. And you know who I kept thinking, who he remind his mannerisms, the way he looks, looks so much like um, Randall mm, in yes. This Is Us. The like, teenage Randall, yes, right? Yeah. And, and a couple times I'm like, is that him? Totally. Like, he to- they look so much alike. Yeah. But I almost thought, I'm like, he could have just played him. He True. Been, if that was the way they wanted to portray this character, yeah. um. I thought that would. I, I was bummed that we didn't get him more rough around the edges, mm-hmm. like he is in the in, in the, the book.
0: book. Um, a little bit more realistic in the book, I feel yeah, like. Yeah,
1: uh, and then we don't get to meet his girlfriend in the movie, so yeah. I was a little disappointed we didn't get more seven in the, <laughs> in the movie. But I thought
0: he was still good in
1: it. Uh, next character is Haley, who is one of Star's quote unquote best friends in the movie. Uh, is played by or Anne book is played by Sabrina Carpenter. Uh, She's actually a singer-actress in the Disney world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you actually met her?
0: I have actually met her. (laughs) uh, She's very nice. Yeah.
1: uh, Well, I currently work in radio. Roche used to, and we used to meet these random people. (laughs) Uh, Her eyeliner was horrible in
0: this movie. Yeah.
1: She, uh, Funny enough, she is the niece of Nancy Cartwright. And I will write you a check for $1 million right now if you can tell me who nancy cartwright is
0: without any clues uh
1: she is the voice of a very famous character animated
0: character she is lisa from the simpsons you are so close oh marge no oh. she's bart simpson oh <laughs>
1: I am shocked that you even. So got can I that get like five hundred thousand dollars? Not, <laughs> but wow, that like scared me. For well, seconds. because like
0: those characters are so iconic, right. And like people talk about them all the time. Yeah, so that's her. That's, that's her aunt.
1: Um, it was fine. This character, I, I don't know how these actors or actresses like can read these parts Mm -hmm. and be okay with playing them. Like I know it's a storyline or whatever, but I would not even want to be associated with characters like this.
0: It's tough. I mean, obviously somebody has got to do it. It's just a matter of like, you got to almost, I don't know anything about being an actor or actress, but you kind of have to just put everything else aside and just Mm -hmm. look at it as it's a job. I have to you know perform the thing that I'm told to perform. Mm -hmm. And that's that like, you can't, really yeah. think too much on it, unfortunately. Yeah, and we'll get
1: more into Haley and Star's dynamic throughout this story. Um, I think they... I don't think they went deep enough in it in the movie. Yeah. I thought... You know, and the next character we're going to talk is Chris, um, Star's boyfriend. I thought... I wish they would have gone deeper with those two characters mm-hmm. a little bit, because I think one of the issues, you know, surrounding you know everything that's going on is the dynamic between you know, interracial couples and people not understanding other people's views. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of that in the in the book where it's her struggle between her and her white friends yeah. and them not understanding, but her trying to explain it to them or trying to hide things from them. Right. And I think that's such an important topic that doesn't get totally talked about a lot that I wish we would have seen in the movie a little bit more. But I know for the sake of time, they had to cut some things out. Uh, But yeah, Sabrina Carpenter was fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She did what she needed to. Yeah. Uh,
1: Last character to talk about is Chris, like I said, who is Star's boyfriend, white boyfriend Mm -hmm. in in the story. is played by KJ Apa. So funny enough, last episode when we were ending our Harry Potter series, I was saying that we were doing this. For some reason in my mind that's not who I thought played this character but I had said oh he plays in Riverdale a show I watch I was thinking of the movie Everything Everything that that guy plays in Uh, but randomly enough KJ Appa was (laughs) is also in Riverdale so it worked (laughs) out it worked out whatever (laughs) Um, he's actually from New Zealand his mom is um, a Kiwi She's from New Zealand, and his dad's actually Samoan, which oh. I would never have thought. Wow, in, in my life.
0: He definitely got just his mom's genes. I no. feel like.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's more famously known as being Archie in Riverdale. Um, but he's in the movie Songbird. I still believe, and A Dog's Purpose. So he's actually been in quite a few things.
0: I didn't. Um, I haven't seen any of those, so I didn't recognize him. But yeah, he was fine.
1: <laughs> well, most of it, like in Riverdale, he has bright red, red, red hair.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. So, oh, cause uh, of Archie. Okay. Yeah,
1: I really like him in Riverdale. I didn't fully love. him him in this movie
0: to your point though they didn't really give him much to work no, with
1: no and but he actually wasn't supposed to be this character there was a last minute switch they actually announced in early 2018 uh, that Kieran Lolly La- was supposed to be playing this character I'd never heard of him before but he was fired from the film because it resurfaced a video resurfaced of him sh- of him using racially offensive slurs oh dear god so I'm like Right. Like, come on. But
0: like, good on the... Teamed for figuring that yeah, out. They actually and... said
1: that. So it wasn't until April that they recasted KJ for this role um, to replace him. And they actually had to reshoot a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. because they had already started obviously filming and right. had to go back and do all this. So I'm wondering if some of the Chris star stuff got cut out because they had to reshoot all this stuff.
0: That could very well be it. Oh my God. It's incredible to me. And I use the word incredible in like the most disgusted way that, we're dealing with stuff like that. Like just, I mean, recently, you know, me and you watch Bachelor like, you know, uh, religiously yeah. and there's been a lot of um, turmoil that has, you know, been caused mm-hmm. by one of the contestants who, you know, went to a very racially inappropriate uh, event when she was, you know, younger, a couple of years back. And even the host now, Chris Harrison, is trying to like somewhat defend her. It's like, it is shocking to me that in 2021, we are still dealing with this it's stuff. It's
1: crazy. And I mean- you know, we're talking about Morgan Wallen, how he was caught on video. And I literally got into a conversation with someone. They're like, Well, he was at home, someone filmed. Him. I'm like, I don't care. What was he doing? He was drunk outside his house and he was just being an idiot and said the N-word. Oh, and his my neighbor God. his neighbor filmed him saying it. And so it leaked everywhere. And someone was like, Well, he's at his home, his house. I'm like,
0: No, it's not an excuse.
1: It's it's not an excuse that you're drunk. It's not an excuse like that. And yeah, especially people are going to record you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we have a 10-year-old at home, you know, half the time. And it's like every time she puts it I'm like, that's going to live forever. Right. Don't say crap. I mean, she doesn't do anything
0: Yeah, no, but bad. you're absolutely right. But you know what I it mean? It will it's come just, back.
1: People are, ugh, it's yeah. just crazy that we have to have this conversation a million times. But 100%. here we are. Um, Going back to KJ, he was fine.
0: Yeah. He, he, he did the role. <laughs> he stepped <fine>. in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm going to get, you know. Heated a couple times
0: during. That. Hey, and that's what this episode calls for. Yeah, <laughs> so that's it for the cast. Cool. All right, next up we've got who said it. So um, okay, there's one quote
1: that I really hope you put in here, and if you don't, I have it for you. Oh,
0: okay. Are you gonna ask me who said it then? Yeah. Okay. Let but me. But I have it.
1: a feeling you're gonna you you entered it, but I have it ready. Okay. You do you want me to do
0: mine first? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. First up. <laughs> People like us in situations like this become hashtags, but they rarely get justice. April. Star.
1: Oh, okay. Got that wrong.
0: Next one. At an early age, I learned that people make mistakes and you have to decide if their mistakes are bigger than your love for them.
1: Ooh, that was Mav. Mm. No? Are you sure? No. No, it's her mom. Her mom said it about her friends. Yes.
0: Lisa. Yes. Next up. The Khalil I know would have jumped on TV in a hot second and told everybody what happened that night if it meant defending you. Kenya, yes.
1: Kenya didn't get her. I didn't put her in the cast, but I know. she wasn't in the film that much. But she, I, I liked Kenya
0: through the whole. Bunch. I did too. She was. She was a good character. Uh, last one. What's the point of having a voice if you're going to be silent in those moments you shouldn't be? Oh gosh, Mav, star again. Star, <laughs> dang it, I tricked I you.
1: Okay, so you didn't. Was that the last one? Yeah, that's the last okay. one. This literally made me laugh out loud. Okay. <laughs> and I had to read it to Ray because he was like, why are you laughing? Um, she told me, go ahead and get your
0: swirl on, baby. <laughs> um, oh, it was so good. Go ahead and get your swirl on. Was that mouth?
1: No, it was Nana when she found out that Star was dating a white boy. Oh, that's right. <laughs>
0: Oh right, because yeah. then I thought about like Mc, uh, McDonald's um, soft serves because right. that's all I ever think of oh, when I hear so Swirl. Funny. That's really like, funny.
1: Ray asked me because you know Ray's native, and he was. We were like, should we just start calling ourselves like a Swirled Cone? I
0: mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I got you. You did. All right. Next up is F Mary Kill. Your options are Mav or Maverick, Lisa, and Carlos. Lisa, Uncle Carlos, Uncle
1: Carlos. <laughs> um. I'm going to marry Uncle Carlos because he has a good job and he has a nice house and he's just like a nice guy. Like mm-hmm. again, we don't get much of him in the movie. Um, I will listen to Tupac with Mav. Cause I really liked him. That was a close one between him and Carlos, yeah. but like Mav's a little rough around that just for me. Fair. <laughs> and then we'll go ahead and, uh, Lisa's got to go. Sorry.
0: Okay. um, I will actually marry Lisa. Because as much as she's a hard-ass... she does ass,
1: make six figures by the end of the book.
0: She does. Well, and as much as she's a hard-ass, like, she is committed, and, like, she is motivated and very, like, well put together. So yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I will listen to Tupac with Mav also. <laughs> he, he seems like a... He seems down. Um, but I gotta kill Carlos. Um, to me, I think I was basing it more off of the movie Carlos than the book yeah, Carlos, sure. and he just doesn't do it for me. There's a couple of scenes where I would just, like, I almost, like, cringe a little bit just because of the way that he... Mm-hmm responds to things and like so he's got to go for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get into this like again i said i might get a little heated a couple times here so the opening of the movie we get to see garden heights uh we kind of to see the neighborhood of it and then we basically see kind of almost a flashback of maverick telling the kids uh you know this is what you do if you get stopped by a cop so the kids are pretty young i think The youngest brother is like a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And he talks about how, you know, they live off of the Black Panther 10-point program. That does get mentioned in the book. However, this is not how the movie starts. The movie actually starts at the party.
0: Mm -hmm, The night of the party. So
1: we don't get the party till a little bit later. Uh, But then after that scene, it kind of just sets the tone of like the family itself. Um, Interesting enough, the whole, we don't hear in the movie, the Black Panther 10-point program. In the book, we get... We do a little bit in the movie. We get a little mm-hmm. bit more of it in the in the, um, in the, the book. But uh, it was interesting, again, watching the Judas and the Black Messiah is all about the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, like I said, these movies are like hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but then the next scenes we get is stars getting ready for school. Uh, we figure out that she is quite the sneakerhead. She loves the 90s. Uh, one thing I was really sad about, though, is that we didn't get... The Fresh Prince references. I, I
0: was really bummed. I was really enjoying that while I was reading because I personally love Fresh Prince. Did yeah. You know, loved it growing up. I even changed the lyrics for my brother's um, <laughs> wedding speech that I did. So, oh, I forgot yeah. about that. So I was really bummed that they didn't... I don't know why they didn't include it. I, know, I feel like it would goes, have been a great it reference. It goes
1: back to our... The thing that we are still wondering is if they have to pay copyrights for using some of this stuff in the, in the movies. However you know, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. There's a million Harry Potter
0: references. (laughs) Very
1: good point. Which is so funny. because we just got done with Harry Potter and Mm -hmm. this book has so many Harry Potter references. It was literally the
0: perfect way to like transition out of that, but still have (laughs) a little bit. oh, you think you're done with Harry Potter? You're not.
1: Sorry. Here you go. But yeah, it was fun that we didn't get any of the Fresh Prince uh, references. Uh, We do get to see her mom and dad for the first time together. And it seems like they have this really great, cute relationship um, that everyone kind of like strives for. and, And Star even says it like, you know, my parents are goals, basically. Yeah. Uh, we don't... I want to say in the, in the book, we get way more in-depth in those two's relationship, which mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll probably obviously get more in Concrete Rose. Uh, yeah. But I wish we could have seen a little bit more of, like, their backstory and the struggle that they went through. Because it hasn't been Rose's.
0: <laughs> no, and I, I feel like the, that it, the movie kind of missed a little bit yeah. there for me because, uh, like... She she wants to emulate her parents because they have gone through a lot and they still have managed mm-hmm. to stay together and and build a good family and a good um a support system for their kids. So I was bummed that we didn't get that like dynamic of they started out really bad and then you know yeah look at where they are now exactly.
1: Uh, but then we see more of the neighborhood. We see Mr. Reuben. Mr. Lewis, we see the Carter's grocery store for the first time that they own. And but then we get pretty quickly the fat or we get the idea that their mom wants to get out of Garden Heights. She wants to move. Um, uh, but dad wants to stay. Mm-hmm. He's like, How can we make change in this neighborhood if we don't live here? Um, which kind of becomes a little bit of a, you know, theme throughout the book and the movie. Yeah.
0: It was interesting, uh, in the movie her mom mentions that her mom, so Star's grandma, mm-hmm. got them out of Garden Heights when she was young, when Lisa yeah. was young, which is not the case in the book no. like they stayed and now it's it's on lisa to like move her kids out of there so i thought that was weird that they mentioned that yeah and then i was like well if that's the case why did they then move back to garden Heights? Right. like it was weird
1: yeah it was it was They do a couple weird things yeah. with the whole moving not moving scenarios yeah. that we'll get into uh then we see king right away and we find out that he runs the king lords of garden heights um and again like we talked about earlier right off the bat i was like that's not what he looks like go back
0: that's not you talk about a guy who's trying to be hard and it's like so yeah, not hard
1: uh but then we get to see where star and seven go to school so we find out very quickly that they do not go to school in garden heights that their mom actually moved them to a different school in williamson which is like the next one of the next towns over which is kind of like prestigious yeah. and just very suburban life totally uh i did read somewhere that if you know if If you listen closely, there's different music and there's a different, uh, color scheme at Williamson than there is in Garden Heights. So basically you're like, look like two different movies Mm -hmm. almost, which- they're two different worlds, so yeah. why not? That's an interesting
0: way to do that from a directorial, directorial standpoint yeah. to kind of give you that tran- uh, um, contrast.
1: Yeah, and and at the same time, uh, this is where Star tells us that she has two separate worlds and basically two very different versions of herself. She has Garden Heights Star mm-hmm. and then she has Williamson Star and they're two very different people and she doesn't, she doesn't cross those worlds very much. Um, then we meet Haley and Maya who are her, you know best friends basically she's known them forever because they started going to the school when she was really young after star had seen one of her other friends get shot so we but then we find out that star is fighting with her boyfriend so it's just like very normal teenage bs she's fighting with her boyfriend and this is where chris comes in just (laughs) looking like an idiot and in the in the movie they mention or he mentions that they've been dating for six months in the book they've been dating for well over a year yeah uh which i thought was interesting they changed it because i don't know in the in the book i got there's such a better sense of like those two have a really like stable relationship in some point and he's super invested yeah when i see six month relationship i'm like all right, this kid's kind of whatever. Especially
0: in high school. Yeah. That's like literally a week. I
1: know. So it was kind of like, I don't know. I wish they would have just, I I was bummed what they, what they did to that relationship I in agree. this movie. Um, because it was so much stronger in the book. Yeah. Uh, but then we also get the, we get the notion that people, you know, at the school think it's weird that they're dating and they get looks from people and, And I don't know, maybe Ray and I get looks. I don't know. Uh, It's one of those things that's like...
0: It's inevitable. It's
1: inevitable. I mean, you've been in in, interracial relationships and I guess I just...
0: I have uh, multiple friends that are in interracial interracial relationships and yeah, I mean, like I said, the looks are inevitable. Yeah. You can't can't hide from them. You can't really do anything about them. You just have to... It's almost like a mental thing. Again, you kind of have to put it aside and live your life because if you're going to worry about that, it's going to affect you negatively. Yeah,
1: like I said, I don't, I think I'm just oblivious to it. Yeah. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. And I, I like that you know, about yeah. myself.
0: <laughs> no, it's a good way to <laughs> be. Know?
1: But uh, so, but now we get, the, we get the scene of the Garden Heights party. Uh, Star is now, the, it's now the weekend, and she's at a party with Kenya. And Kenya is. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenya is Seven's half sister, and Seven is. Ken or <laughs> so it's so <laughs> it's, confusing it's tough. so Kenya and Star are really good friends but they both have a half brother
0: in common in common
1: that's probably the easiest way to, yeah. to talk about it the I loved in the book how Kenya just kept saying say, my brother yeah and Star is like no it's our brother and and again we don't get that relationship with Kenya and Star very much in the movie uh but uh Kenya basically brought Star to this party because she wants her to help fight fight a girl
0: <laughs> which I'm like strength in numbers
1: strength in numbers so I'll mention this here. One character that gets completely written out is Devante. I know. Devante in the... Do you want to describe who Devante is in the book?
0: Uh, yeah. So in the context of Kenya, he's this kid that is at this party who supposedly was flirting with Kenya and that's why she wants to beat up the girl that he's supposedly dating. But eventually he um, turns into a, a kid that... Star's dad, Mav, kind of takes under his wing and tries to help because he is in a bad situation. He's in with the King Lords. He's in a very bad situation. He has to, you know, make his family flee so that they don't get hurt. So, like, I'm bummed because, yes, the movie didn't necessarily need the character, Mm -hmm. but I liked the um I liked the dynamic between Mav and Devante because to your point, Mav is so concerned about wanting to do good in his neighborhood Mm -hmm. and by doing this for Devante and helping him out that's what he's doing. So with that yeah. getting cut out, it's like, okay, well, what is he really doing? Well,
1: and he basically becomes part, he ends up going to live with uncle. Carlos yeah. He becomes, he becomes part of the family. family. Yeah. And one of the reasons, again, like you said, they are trying to help the neighborhood, but these uncle Carlos and Mav end up feeling super guilty that they didn't help Khalil. So they mm-hmm. want to help Devonte as well. Yeah. So, and then Devonte and Chris become friends. I know. So I was super bummed that we didn't, we didn't get that yeah. as well because we missed out on those relationships completely. Yeah. Um, but the next thing at the party that happens is Khalil walks in and they make eyes, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he's super cute. And then we find out that Star and Khalil have been very good friends for a very long time since they were little. And we kind of get like this very flirtatious vibe from them right off the bat. In the book, we don't, you don't really get that. I don't feel, I don't know why they felt they needed to add that in
0: I mean it's talked about in the book um once Khalil dies Star and I believe her mom have a conversation where she's like you know it's okay if you're not over it because I'm sure you're going through these emotions like they did have feelings for each other they did have a crush on each other when they were younger but that didn't actually like be you know it wasn't really played out while he was still alive it was kind of just like hey I haven't seen you in a really long time it's great to catch up." and Really that was it. Yeah. So I thought that was weird that they included that.
1: Yeah, it was like this kind of I mean still super cute attraction yeah. or whatever, but it was something that I didn't think needed to be added. Yeah. But he tells he tells Star that you know he's been quote unquote busy. Uh, And that his grandma has been sick with cancer, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's just been trying to take care of her. And in the book, obviously, they go into what busy means in Garden Heights is that he's probably selling drugs at this point.
0: Because he's got, like, new shoes, new Mm -hmm. jewelry. Clearly, Mm -hmm. like, he's got a different look to him now.
1: Well, and I'm sad they didn't put this in the movie. Uh, He makes fun of Drake at one point (laughs) because she really likes Drake and he doesn't. I
0: mean, we're just going to, you know... Just put that aside. He did not really make fun of Drake. That was just like a fun, Uh, cute little thing. Roche
1: loves Drake.
0: It's fine. She's actually
1: going to marry him.
0: Star made up for it. She, you know, talks good about him later in the book. So we're fine.
1: (laughs) So then at the party, a fight breaks out and Star leaves with Khalil. They just kind of go together. He tries to...
0: Well, they hear gunshots. They hear gunshots. Yeah.
1: Yes, there are gunshots. Which, again, we find out in the book that it's actually Devonte's brother who gets shot mm-hmm. at the party and yeah. dies. So we don't get any of that. So now Khalil and Star left the party together. They're in his car and they're listening to Tupac. And this is kind of where the story gets its name. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how Tupac would always talk about thug life. And you know, what that actually means. And Khalil talks about how it actually means the hate you give little infants F's everybody. And, which I never knew.
0: I didn't either. But it... I thought that was fascinating that this book is called The Hate You Give. Yeah. Because I, obviously, I didn't know too much about it, but it it lends such a deeper meaning once yeah. it, once it's described. So I, I really loved that right. aspect.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought it was... And it, like I said, we we hear about it a lot more in the yeah. book, and I wish we could have gotten more in depth. Yeah, with the, it. the movie
0: kind of just explains, like, basically the the things that you feed small children um, will eventually affect their lives. So when mm-hmm. they you know get older and and act wild or whatever, like it comes back to bite you right. in the end.
1: So. Then at the same time, this is where we find out that the that Khalil is probably selling drugs. He doesn't really want to talk about it with mm-hmm. Star, but she kind of gets the idea. But then he pulls the car over so they can kind of just talk and catch up. This is where they talked about how they used to play Harry Potter all the time. So and they would cool. call themselves the Hood Trio <laughs> uh, with their friend Natasha, who died when they were younger. And then he talks about how they had their first kiss together at the church. Uh, and then... He kisses her in the car and tells her, you know, that they have all the time. Because she's like, no, I have a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And again, like we just talked about, that part is not in the book. I didn't think it was fully necessary. It really wasn't. It it does bring out another emotion Mm -hmm. to this whole story. And it's even more upset. I mean, the whole thing is awful, but it just adds another layer to it. Yeah. Um, but again, not necessary.
0: I think, I mean, that one line of, you know, we have more time right. really hits home because right. it's like, you, do, you, you always think you do. You always think you do. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So then they decide they're going to leave. So they start to leave and a cop pulls them over. Star puts her hands on the dash. Like her dad has taught her. Uh, she makes Khalil do the same, but he does it be- begrudgingly. And the cop comes up, and he starts kind of just John back with the cop and is just upset that, you know, he even pulled him over for no yeah. reason. He just
0: wants to know why he got pulled over. Yeah.
1: And the cop makes him get out. In the book, he actually forces him out of the mm-hmm. car, uh, which I was, int- I was a little fascinated that they didn't add that part to the movie.
0: Great um, point.
1: Because... I, I again I just don't know why they wouldn't have added that part to the movie because it kind of becomes another reason you know it, it adds to star's story right 100 uh, percent we find out that the character that the cop who pulled them over was badge 115 because that is the one of the things that star's dad always told her it was like make sure you remember the badge number and I love this aspect of it in the book how she just constantly calls him.
0: 115.
1: 115. Mm-hmm. Not giving them a name. Not like... Because yeah. that is... That's just who she knows him as.
0: Something I found interesting, and it comes up a couple of times, is in this specific scene, she tries to grab her phone yeah. to take a video. Um, obviously, the cop, you know, yells at her and, and it makes her drop her phone. But I thought that was interesting that they incorporated that because that's not talked about at, at all, all in the book. Like at no point was she like, was her thought process like, oh, let me do that. So right. I'm curious if between 2017, when the mm-hmm. book was, you know, c- came out in 2018, if something obviously must have we all know obviously that footage can help a situation because there's no better uh, um, truth than something that's videotaped. Mm So uh, I liked that they included that. Um, It did change things a little bit. It did.
1: And I think, I mean, I think it might've just been the director's point of view of like, if we're going to be showing this to millions of people, like let's get home the fact of like, you have the right to film this stuff and don't think that you don't.
0: That's a good point. Um,
1: because maybe it's just something that they didn't add to, they didn't think to add to the right. book. Um, but I I'm, I'm thought it was good that they added yeah. it. Um, next, Khalil is out, he's outside of the car. And he, again, this, this sequence is a little bit different, again, between the book and the movie. In the movie, Khalil is outside of the car and he leans over to ask Star how she is. And he grabs his hairbrush, which is on like the seat next to star. He takes it out and starts brushing his hair Mm -hmm. in the book. He just leans over Mm -hmm. and asks her how she is his in the book. Correct me if I'm wrong. His hairbrush is like in the side pocket
0: of the door. Correct.
1: So, and I don't know why they change. I don't know if it was just for visual effects. Well, and and
0: we're going to talk about it in a second. um, When the cop, shoots him, he constantly says, like, where's the weapon? Where's the weapon? So I think, you know, by changing that, it it was, it was, I guess, more, to make it more prominent that this cop apparently thought that there was a a weapon as opposed to it being in the door. Not sure why they changed it. Well,
1: and the reason why I thought it was so weird is because of that reason, but also, like, in in the movie, you know, we'll go, they add a scene a little bit later that we'll talk about, but, you know he put he he puts the hairbrush up to up to his head, and that's why the cop he the cop thinks it's mm-hmm. a gun and he shoots him. And like you said, he asked where the you know he legitimately thought he had a gun. Right. In the book, he that's not an excuse. Right. Like there's no like it almost becomes an after story. They find this brush that they point. think he might have had, that's and it becomes point. a story. So I thought that was just kind of strange that they did that, but. Another thing that gets changed here is that, so then, you know, let's go back here. He takes the hairbrush out. That's when the cop shoots him three times. Another thing that they add, we actually see the dash cam footage mm-hmm. in the movie. In the in the book, there's no dash cam video. It never gets, you know, talked about, mm-hmm. never gets mentioned. Again, might just be another thing that they decided they needed to bring to the forefront. Yeah. Um, that dash cams and body cams are now so much more a thing not exactly sure yeah um the next thing that happens is you know obviously star is like super distraught she's screaming um he ends up handcuffing star and points the gun out at her and then we see she's with khalil when when he passes Mm -hmm. away
0: does she get handcuffed in the book i was trying to remember no he
1: just he just he does point the gun yeah okay um but yeah but then that's what that's where this whole thing gets added of like you know the cop's like where's the gun where's the gun um super hard Hard scene to watch Absolutely. the next one. The next part we get is that they are at the police station stars getting questioned about the party and what happened. And they're asking, you know, about Khalil selling drugs and, and this, that, and the other. And this is where you start seeing like, they're already starting to spin their wheels mm-hmm. in their story. And this is where Uncle Carlos comes in, and he takes her out. in the In the movie, he's just kind of a regular cop. In the book, he's like a, detect, like right. a high-ranking detective,
0: like a high ranking detective. He has a lot of
1: pull. Yeah. So again, not sure why they changed that. Yeah.
0: Um, well, another thing: this, this, um, I, I don't want to call it an interrogation. This conversation with the detectives uh, in the movie happens the same night as the mm-hmm. shooting. In the book, like she has a few days to kind of like wrap her head around everything and like really mm-hmm. decide if you know Carlos is the one that you know really pushes for her to talk to the to the police but she instinctively doesn't want to um so she does have this like back and forth in the book that we don't get
1: yeah so and then she ends up having nightmares like it's just this whole thing is just like a complete nightmare and it's super hard to watch and she does a fabulous job the actress is she does amazing through this whole thing they're back at, at home now and um her dad is basically just telling her like you need to speak up. You need to shine the light that, you know, we named you star mm-hmm. to shine your light and you need to do that. And it becomes it in the book. It, it She needs a lot, a lot more motive, not motivation, but it takes a lot for her to actually come out and talk. Like yeah. it gets fast forwarded, you know, in the, in the movie quite a bit. Well, and rightfully
0: so. I mean, she's scared. She's yeah. scared about, you know, clearly, Her friend got shot by not doing anything, Mm -hmm. so she's afraid, like, if I talk, what does that mean for me? So, rightfully so. So I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of that, like, um, indecision.
1: And so now she goes over to Khalil's grandma's house and Khalil's mom, you know, because at this point, no one knows that she's the witness, Mm -hmm. but she goes over there and... Khalil's grandma knows that she was with him and she's seen in a different aspect. She's like, I'm just glad he wasn't by himself. Um, but you're starting to get the idea that more and more people are potentially going to find out that she was the witness. And then Carlos comes in and, you know, people are, again, they're starting to look at him differently now because he's a cop. And, um, and then there's this other kind of, this is again, like the part that I hated that they did with Chris and, and Star's relationship because Star was supposed to be meeting up with him at 3 p.m. And obviously that didn't happen because she's at this all just happened. Right. And she hasn't told she doesn't want to tell him. Like, so then it just kind of like it makes her and Chris's relationship just look so like petty. and
0: Totally. Because, I mean, specifically, there's one scene in the book um, because... The scenario was flip flopped in the book where we started with the party and Mm -hmm. then we got Williamson. Um, There's a scene where she's at school and they're having their like makeup conversation, and he goes to touch her and she instinctively flinches, right? Because she has a vision of Khalil getting shot. So you don't get that like fear of, oh my God, I just realized I am dating a white man who could possibly grow up to be this cop or someone like him. So she has that like, uh, inner struggle of like, what am I doing? Am I, -hmm. am I disappointing? Am I disappointing my family by being with this guy?
1: So again, I just hated that. They, the way they went, they took that in the movie. Um, we find out that the cop that shot Khalil was put on administrative leave and that paid where, administrative paid leave. administrative leave. And that's where it really starts to hit star of like, wait a second. Like you mean, he's not getting charged. Right. Like it, I think, you know, when you're that young, you probably think, okay, you shoot and kill someone. You're going to go to jail.
0: hundred percent. Especially you know? considering she talked to the police, gave them their story. She's the eyewitness in this right. scenario.
1: And so now she's back. She's getting back home. And we see, Uh, Uncle Carlos and Maverick kind of have this like weird tension between each other Um, and they're kind of like it's almost like two dads fighting Mm -hmm. and we don't get the reasoning behind it. They like, barely, they touch, barely on it. touch on it. barely touch on it. I don't know if you want to go into a little bit more detail of yeah. what their relationship is in the book.
0: So when Mav was younger, um, when Star was, you know, born or she, uh, her mom was pregnant with her, he was in the, the gang scene and he was uh, selling drugs and things like that. So he actually did time in prison for King for a crime that King committed. Um, in doing so, King then later let him get out of the King Lords. Um, and, you know, that was what uh, the catalyst for him building his life. But during the time that he was in prison, Uncle Carlos was the one that was like really the father figure for Star and was that person that she needed to um, to be there. So there's that tension between them because Mav feels like he didn't do his his duty as a father Mm -hmm. and you know this guy had to basically come in and and do it for him so again really bummed that we didn't get that i get that for time's sake you know it it wasn't necessary but it would have been nice to see
1: yeah and what they're fighting about this point is that one of them wants star to basically say she was the witness and the other one's like don't (laughs) like we need to keep her safe so total different viewpoints on that so but now stars back at school and she's kept all of this from her friends she hasn't told any of them chris is mad at her because he's acting she's acting weird and whatnot her friends are also picking up on it uh they're now playing basketball at school which in the book it's kind of like a pickup game at pe Mm -hmm. this looks this scene make it seems like it's like a full-on basketball game (laughs) right And Star's, like, really off, and she's, like, dropping passes and whatnot. And Haley turns to her and just goes, just pretend the ball's a piece of fried chicken. Um, In the book, they're, like, playing with the boys. Like, it's uh, the scene's a little bit different. Obviously, same kind of outcome. She says the same type of thing. And, again, like, I I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of her and Haley's relationship. Because... She tries to, it, it just kind of gets brushed over a little bit. And then, but in the book, we get more of that struggle of like, you know, should I teach Haley that these things are wrong or just let her go and think right. these things are okay to be saying. Right. So we're back in Garden Heights now. And the, there's a news report that comes out and Khalil's mom is on TV. That was weird. That was strange because it's not in the <laughs> book. His mom, Brenda, is pretty absent in in the book, for most of it, she's a drug addict. Yeah, yeah. and come, to, we kind of find out that like he was selling drugs for his mom, uh, to get her, you know, because she had sold some money, all this stuff. So then she just like ran. I don't understand why that she just randomly popped up on the TV. Yeah, it was
0: weird. I didn't like that at all.
1: No. <laughs> We end up finding out that Kenya knows that star was the witness. And this is the quote that you talked that you said earlier is Kenya wants star to stand up for Khalil. She's like, he would never in a million years thought twice if the roles Mm -hmm. were reversed. And so she really kind of becomes the catalyst of, you know, of star being like, all right, I need to, yeah. this is what I got to do. I really
0: enjoyed that. It was somebody kind of her age as opposed mm-hmm. to a parent or a, you know, a parent or a parental figure kind mm-hmm. of that pushed her. It was somebody who her age, who was like, she's like, wow, if, if let's say a Kenya or a Khalil would have done this, why shouldn't I? Right.
1: So at this point, King pulls up and takes the growth. Cause King is Kenya's dad. Mm-hmm. And he pulls up and takes them to the grocery store. Um, that does not happen in the book.
0: They do run into him but he doesn't like drive them. No. She actually like says no thank you and then I think they're already at the store in the book.
1: Yeah, cuz then they drive to the store and Maverick and King are there talking. Mm-hmm. And and he and King says that he bought the store for Maverick mm-hmm. in the book. The old owner gave the store to Maverick. So I don't know why there needed to be that extra layer of I owe you something because that wasn't there in the book. Yeah.
0: The only thing I could think of with the driving the girls, I mean, we do get a little bit of King kind of almost intimidating star about the possibility of her talking to the police or talking, you know, publicly. So I think maybe that's why they included that. But yeah, the whole him buying the store made zero sense. No,
1: unnecessary. So... It starts back at home now and she starts looking through an old box of of things and she opens up this old shoe box and there's an old harry potter wand with natasha's name on it mm. and and her dad walks in and i love that they kept this in because this was in the book as well uh <laughs> dad comes in and is like hey you want to watch one of those harry potter movies later <laughs> and he says some like dumb thing that isn't harry potter yeah. correct or whatever and she talks about how she she knows she's like daddy you know that you think you think gang theory when you think of he's harry not potter. wrong and he starts going into this whole theory about harry potter is a gang theory and how there's different houses and they wear different colors and they and, ride for each yeah, other and i was like oh my gosh you're totally right yep. <laughs> uh, but he does what every good parent should though and starts asking her questions and like thought provoking questions about you know what thug life means to her and, and all this stuff so yeah. i was glad that we got to See that relationship between Mav and Star in the movie. Yeah. Um, again, we didn't get as much as I would like from the from the book, but we never did. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is Khalil's funeral. Uh, we see that there's a viewing of Khalil in the casket, and she's like, "That's not him." <laughs> like, I, and, and I guess every funeral I've been to, there's never been like open casket during the service. So right. That seemed very jarring to me, but I know that it's a thing in in some areas i don't know i've
0: never been to an open casket funeral before
1: uh so they're at the funeral and king shows up with aisha who is seven's mom and she's a hot mess yeah she i mean in the in the book we we learn a lot more about aisha that she's basically almost she's i think she was like basically a prostitute when not basically she was was when mav cheated on Lisa with her and they had seven. And at, so they're at the funeral and she's yelling to seven to come and sit with them. That actually does not happen in the book.
0: No, that was weird. Yeah.
1: It was very strange. And then miss, uh, this is where we get introduced to miss Ofra and she speaks, uh, at the funeral about their nonprofit called Just Us for justice and says that they're going to be, there's gonna be a March after the funeral in Khalil's honor and come to find out she knows that star was the witness not sure how she found out but this is where we this is where it kind of the ball starts really getting I think they rolling. mentioned
0: that um Khalil's grandma may have been the one oh, yeah. to to, <laughs> so, to say something
1: um so in the book uh, we will rewind just a little bit when king shows up at the funeral in the book something very different happens
0: yes yeah, so he shows up with um a bunch of other of the king lords and they walk up the aisle and they actually place a um gray bandana on top of uh, Khalil's chest. What this means in the gang world is basically that they're essentially insinuating that um, Khalil was in the King Lord's gang and as um, when a member dies like they do that as a, a, a sign of respect in the book Khalil's grandma immediately you know gets up and is like oh hell you, no. no you don't like my my grandson was not that type of person like and it, it becomes like this whole mm-hmm. awkward uh, situation that we don't get at all in the movie
1: well and then we find out later in the book that that was all for show yep that Khalil was not in the gang that he actually turned them down right
0: and King did it to save face. Yeah. Which is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh,
1: so now the service has ended and there's this big protest outside of the church. And this is where you start to see, like, it's not just them that's that it's upset. Everybody's upset. And you're starting to see this is getting a little, it's starting to get a little out of hand mm-hmm. or not as peaceful as that they would like. So Mab takes the whole family away and is like, no, we're not. We're not doing yeah. that. Chris ends up seeing the protest on TV. He calls star to make sure she's okay. She kind of brushes him off again. Then we see that star is posting a bunch of photos on, in the book, they talk about Tumblr Mm -hmm. so much. I'm like, I never got into Tumblr, but I didn't really either. I think it's because they probably couldn't get the rights to Instagram. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But we see Haley is commenting on a photo of Emmett Till that she posted and was like, really? We don't want to see this or something. She was like, oh my God,
0: really star?
1: Yeah. Awful. Terrible. So in the book, this happens way earlier. We actually get the, it's one of the, in the very first chapters, they talk about how Haley unfollowed her on Tumblr because Mm -hmm. she had posted this Emmett Till photo. Yeah.
0: And a a few others as well.
1: So I'm glad that that still got added to the movie. It just happens way later in the story. Uh, so Miss Oprah actually ends up showing up to their house that night and is trying to convince Starr to speak up to the grand jury and do an interview on TV, which I'm like, this is a lot all at once because it's a little stretched out yeah. in, in the book. Like it kind of comes in pieces. Um, but, you know, she ends up telling her the story about Natasha and in the it, it's a little bit different than in the in the movie they're like playing basketball together, and Natasha ends up getting shot on the basketball court in the book. I think they're playing in front of a fire hydrant, yeah, and she gets a- so same difference um not sure why they changed it, but yeah. so we get the background story of that their friend Natasha used to be Khalil star and Natasha were like the hood trio right. <laughs> and they were best friends, and then Natasha was killed, and now Khalil was killed and you know now it's just star right
0: which is a lot for a young uh girl to have to go exactly. through to see two of your friends basically well, murdered in front of you
1: and you know it's like natasha was murdered by a gang member just not for any she was just in the way of the bullet right. basically and now this is a cop involved shooting yeah. so it's her like- mom
0: actually has a really great line i don't know it verbatim but basically like bullets don't know where they're going right. like they don't have a direction necessarily right. which is terrible but true
1: so now she's back at school and-
0: sorry one more oh, yeah. thing uh that i wanted to mention i don't think it, it's really not touched on but miss Oprah is actually also a lawyer oh yeah uh, so in the book she actually um offers to represent mm-hmm. star as she's doing this grand jury trial so that's yeah. just something else to note um in the movie she's more focused on the activism i don't mm-hmm. I, it's probably it maybe implied um, yeah. but it's not really talked about
1: so now she's back at school and all the kids are starting to walk out as a protest for Khalil. And none of them know who he is. None of them know what, what happened. Right. And they're just acting like it's a party and that's an, it's just another chance to get out of school. Uh, in the movie, star leaves school. Uncle Carlos ends up coming to pick her up. Mm-hmm. That actually happens like the, for her first day back at school after all this happens. Um, And again, she runs into Chris. She brushes Chris off again, which I was so upset that they did this differently because it happened. They stay at school in the book.
0: Yeah. In the book, they uh, so basically it comes to light that some kid decided to send a text to everybody saying, let's use this as an excuse to ditch school. Um, It'll be a protest, but really, we're just trying to skip school. Um, So when Star hears about this and realizes what the motive is, she basically tells her friends Absolutely not. Like, I'm staying. You would go do whatever you want. Um, and then I believe Chris stays with her. Chris and mine. Yeah, and they, um, and they kind of go throughout their day. There's even a scene where um, the students leave the class and the teacher's kind of like, I'm so sorry, Star. Like, they think it's because of Natasha because she hasn't mm-hmm. told anyone he, she know she knew Khalil. So the, the teacher's like, I'm so sorry. Like, what do you want? And she's like, I just want to be normal. So could you just do the lesson, please? Yeah. So she basically is still trying to live her life because her mom said it's sad, but like continue living and right. she, she can't because it just keeps getting thrown in her face mm-hmm. time and time again. Right.
1: So she gets home from this protest or she talks to her mom. She, I think actually uncle Carlos drops her off at her mom's work, mm-hmm. And this is where she tells her mom, all right, enough of this. I'm ready to speak up. Yeah. So she decides to do the TV interview and they blur her face. Uh, but she tells, um, You know, she tells her story of of Khalil. She tells not just what happened, but who he was. And she tells why he was selling drugs, which is a huge deal. She does not say King's name in here, but she does call out the King Lord gang Mm -hmm. for being the biggest drug dealers in the neighborhood, which in the book they call dry snitching, Mm -hmm. which is not saying names, but kind of pointing a group of people in that, in that direction. And you know, which becomes a huge issue for her safety, basically. Yep. And I I thought that it was a little bit more powerful in in the book. We get more of the interview in the book. Um, but I'm glad that they added at the very end, you know, she says, they ask her, what would you say to the cop right now if you could? And she says, does he wish that he shot me too? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they, they kept I that I got part. chills
0: when I read that in the book.
1: I know. So now after the interview, they're at dinner. At a restaurant in in Garden Heights, and this actually does not happen. This doesn't happen in this setting, I right. should say, in the, in the book. So in the movie, they're eating dinner, and the you know the entire family's eating dinner, and they look outside, and there's King Lords looking at them through the window, and Maverick kind of goes out there and confronts them, and the police show up, and the Kings run off and Maverick's kind of the only one there. But unfortunately when the cops show up, they think that Maverick is starting a bunch of trouble. So they cuff him, they throw him up against the glass. And this is where star pulls out her phone. They're mm-hmm. telling her to put her phone away. And she's like, no, I have a right to, to film this yep. because they, they have asked her in those past interviews, like, do you have any proof of what happened? Do you, did you film it? And she's like, no, he told me not to. Right and at this point they ask him what his name is and maverick says i'm maverick carter and they end up finding out that they realize that star is the witness um from the shooting and so they end up letting him go um in the book this thing transpires completely different
0: so yeah very different in the book um so in the book where the carter grocery store is there's a few other shops there um mr lewis has a barber shop right next door um he uh witnesses something and, and actually goes on live television and basically doesn't dry snitch on the king lords he full-on snitches <laughs> right. on them which if you do that in that kind of neighborhood like something something bad's going to happen to you so um after that after that uh interview uh map actually comes out and he's like What are you doing? Like, you just put a death sentence on yourself. Like, why would you do that? And they actually have a scuffle. And then randomly the cops show up because Mm -hmm. they see some sort of, you know, argument or whatever. So they show up. Um, the, The events kind of happen in the same way. They do kind of, you know, they push him to the ground. They do cuff him. They do realize, like, who she is. Um, they don't really so much say like, oh, we're going to let you off with a warning. It was more so Mr. Lewis was like, he's fine. Like, we're okay. We didn't, you know, we don't need to have him, you know, uh, get arrested or anything like that, but very different scenario. Um, again, I think in the movie they tried to like keep playing up this whole king is out to get, um star Mm -hmm. and even in that like scene of when she looks out the window and he's just standing there like very ominously like that was really creepy um so maybe that's why they were trying to like push for that but
1: who knows but then because of the way it transpires in the movie we get an added scene here where star they're driving home Mm -hmm. and star is apologizing because she feels like this is all her fault and they get home and their dad makes them line up in the grass and starts asking them to recite parts of the Black Panther 10-point program. Which I thought was a very powerful scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, happy that we got that it was added there. Yeah. Something that, at to this point, that really has not been added to this movie at all are really the riots. Yeah. Because at this point, Garden Heights has almost become kind of this war zone. Which is, it's crazy to think that that's what a lot of cities look like. Five months ago. I know. Like, they had tanks, they had also, and all of that is described in the book. In
0: detail. In
1: detail, yeah. and we don't get any of that in the movie, and I was kind of sad about that, because you really don't, in the movie, you never get that a full, like, this whole neighborhood and community is super, super upset. Yeah. And it's, it's getting to the point where it can't be contained or covered up at this right. point, and you don't get any of that in the movie.
0: Well, and alternatively, like, they, it's gotten to the point where they've forgotten, like, we're the people that live in this community. Right. So if we mess up this community, we have to deal with it. The, You know, the cops that we're protesting against get to go to their fancy homes mm-hmm. in a different city and don't have to deal with this. Right. So let's focus on our efforts doing something in a positive way. Looting and, you know, rioting is not the mm-hmm. way to do it. Protesting and using your voice is the correct way right. to do it.
1: Which I thought was something that was a big miss in the movie. 100%. So now we're at Maya's house, which is one of Star's best friends. And she's playing video games with Haley and, and Maya at this point. In the, in the book, it's a little different. She kind of just goes over to Maya's to, to say hi mm-hmm. and kind of just talk to her. And Haley just happens to be there. Yeah, because
0: Maya lives in Uncle Carlos's um, neighborhood. Yeah. As does Chris.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're wa- then they watch the news and they actually see the cop... You know, there's an interview with the cops dad um, and they're showing Garden Heights and Haley makes comments how she's sympathizing with the cops family because they talk about how they're getting death threats and this and that and the other. and my or and star is just like, you're kidding right? yeah and like she Haley ends up leaving and after they kind of get into this scuffle and and I understand that they're young in this movie. And I know it's so hard to stand up to your friends in this moment and stuff, but it's just like, you get so frustrated because you just want her to tell her why you're so ups like, yeah. Tell, you know, anytime you can try to educate someone yeah. on why, what they're saying is not okay. Like, I'm like, just say it, yeah. say it. And it, but it's hard. These kids are like supposed to be 16 in this movie, 15, 16.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but also, so another thing that we don't get though, is we find out that Maya has Maya, is not a huge fan of Haley either at this point mm-hmm. because Maya is, is Asian and Haley has made comments in the past yeah. ab- about
0: she, she brings to light a story about um, Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, they, they get back to school and Haley makes some comment about like, did you eat, I think cat. Yeah. Did you eat cat for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Which is such an incredibly insensitive thing to say um and Maya at the time was quiet because what we kind of get in the book that we don't get in the movie um is that Maya and Star are very much like the followers to Haley's like you know um she's basically Queen Bee essentially so they Decide, like, enough is enough. We're, we're going to band together. Um, minorities, you know, <laughs> yeah. unite kind of thing. Because uh, we're not going to stand for this anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I really liked um, and we didn't really get in the movie. No,
1: we miss all of that mm-hmm. in in the movie. And then at the same time, Chris is texting her about prom. And I'm like, <sighs> Chris. Like, I say, again, yeah. another point against her and Chris's relationship in the movie Versus the book, but now she's at home. And, and this is where we kind of get a little bit of idea of the relationship between Haley, Maya and, and star, because she's talking to her mom and mom's no best. She's like, mom, you never liked and yeah. <laughs> She was like, well, this is why. Like you just followed her. And, you know, this is where she tells her, like, look at your relationship with her, your friendship. And if the good does not outweigh the bad, then let her go, yeah. you know? And I think we've all kind of done that a little bit this past year. hundred percent. Of like, there's so much crap going on in this world. Like if there's people in your life that are not serving you for the better, let them go. Yeah. There's no point at this, you know? And I wish, you know, I wish I would have learned that. When I was 16. Right, totally. <laughs> so, now they're at prom, and people are, like, staring at Star when she walks in, because, it, you know, the interview has come out. Even though she's blurred, it seems like people know. Right. Um,
0: I thought it was weird. Um, in the book, her and Chris show up together. Yeah. In the movie, she just shows up by herself and runs into him
1: yeah and it's clear that he is mad at her because she's kind of ignored him Mm -hmm. and he knows at this point that star was the witness and that she never told him this and so they end up going to the her and chris go to the limo to talk and you know she's explaining to chris like she feels that she's turning her back on her people you know, by dating someone who's white and she's trying to tell him that they aren't the same. And I was like, at this point, I was like, finally, we're getting a little bit Mm -hmm. more into it, but we didn't go there the whole way because he didn't get his voice in any of this. And like in the book, it was just like,
0: this scene specifically in the book is very powerful. Well,
1: And it's, it's coming to the point where it's like, there are people, there are white people who, are trying to understand right. and they want to understand and like we didn't really fully get that you, you have the haley's of the world mm-hmm. who are gonna be how they are and you gotta let them go but then there are these really good people like chris who want to know yeah and we just you don't get that yeah you know in the movie so it's kind of sad correct
0: me if i'm wrong is this the part in the book where he tells her he loves her or believe... is it a little bit later
1: I think he does it over a text at one point.
0: Oh, yeah, you yeah. might be right. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, But, so they're having this conversation. They actually, in the book, they start making out. In the, in the movie, they don't. But Seven ends up interrupting them <laughs> in the limo.
0: He's like, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like uh, a big brother should. Yeah, exactly. So, but something that happens a little differently here. So Chris talks, you know, they kind of make up and he was like, you know, we're going to, I don't want to go back in like, let's just go to burgers and shakes. And then I want to go meet your dad in the book. They go back into the prom and have the night of their life. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of how that ends. Um,
0: I didn't like that. I didn't like the, the way that it was done in the movie. No,
1: I was, I was so upset how this kind of transpired to me.
0: It felt a little forced, like, listen these kids are what 15 16 like no 16 year old boy is like you know what i'd like to meet your father right and i'm gonna do that tonight right and i'm gonna like no
1: no (laughs) so in the movie so they end up basically leaving the prom and they go seven star and chris go to drop star off at their house at her house and I did like that they added, they, they were, they were questioning Chris on like sweet potato or pumpkin. (laughs) Like is mac and cheese a whole meal or a side? And that actually happens in the book, but at a very, very different point and situation in the book. (laughs) Um, but they go in and, and Mav thinks that Chris is, is the chauffeur (laughs) and, and then he tries to tip him. He tries oh to God. tip him. Um, and it's this super awkward, just awful experience. And in the book, the way Mav meets Chris is so different, yeah. but so much more realistic. Totally.
0: So actually, so like I mentioned earlier, Chris lives in Uncle Carlos's neighborhood. So when Star and you know her mom and stuff go visit a lot, she sees Chris often, her mom, her uncle, and I believe her grandma all know that Chris is her boyfriend. And
1: have met him. And have met
0: him multiple <laughs> because times. Because
1: they've been dating a year and a half in the Right. Book.
0: So in the book, um, at one point, because Mav is so against uh, Uncle Carlos and their relationship is frayed, he doesn't normally go to the house. But at one point in the book, he is at Uncle Carlos's house. And poor Chris just knocks on the door like he yeah. normally wouldn't be like, hey guys, <laughs> hey, what's hey, going here. on? And that's when Mav meets mm-hmm. Chris. Again, much more realistic, much more like, casual and relaxed as opposed to what we got. and,
1: And grandma and mom and all of them kind of come to Chris's defense. Yeah. In the movie... Lisa knows about Chris, but has never I've actually met, met him. him. Yeah. So again, a point against the movie, because yeah. I just hate how they did my boy Chris wrong in this movie. Uh, but so now we're still, so Chris ends up leaving in the movie very awkwardly because he's like, someone might steal your car because <laughs> 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 he drives like a really nice Range right. Rover. Uh, but Mav talks to Star and is like, it feels like he let her down in showing her what a black man is you know, a good example of a black man. And she's like, no, you didn't. But you did show me what a good man is. Which I was like, that was such a powerful moment for me because that star realizing that she just wants... Like, she doesn't want... She just wants someone who treats her good. Right. And and all of this. And, And going back to the conversation that she has with Chris in the limo, you know, he was like, I don't see color. And she's like, well, yeah, color... In a sense, like, if you don't see color, you don't see me. But there's so much more to that than just saying I
0: don't see color right. type thing.
1: But in a sense, she's not seeing, with Chris, she's not seeing color, but she does recognize that he is white and that he doesn't understand everything. So. Right.
0: Well, and I think that's such a um, hot, um, hotly debated topic because it, it is important. It, it's, it's not enough to just say, oh, I don't see color. Right. You need to see color. Right. Seeing that lets you identify that person and, and their backstory and get to understand where they're coming from. Right. If you just simply are like, I feel like it's a mechanism that a lot of um, white, white folks say mm-hmm. is like, well, you know, like I'm not racist. I don't see color. And it's right. like, no, 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 no. Like the point right. is you need to see my well, color. Well, And
1: I mean, you and I are in an interracial relationship with each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see color in the way of like I don't care that you're Persian. Yeah. You know, but like I I see you as I know that you're Persian and I know that you have a you grew up differently. Mm-hmm. Your parent your parental dynamic is very different from yeah. mine, and it's just yeah. understanding where someone comes from. Hundred you know?
0: percent. And I in no way am saying that my situation is any way related no. to stars, but. In the sense where she was, you know, throughout the book and movie describes that she has two versions of herself. Mm -hmm. I felt that growing up because I had a dynamic in my household that was very different than the dynamic I had with my school friends. And like, you know, having friends over felt weird sometimes because my mom didn't speak, you know, proper English or whatever. So like that sense of feeling like there's two versions of you. I have felt. Yeah. Um, so I understand it again, not anywhere near what star is going through, I mean, it's but it's very, um, yeah, it's similar. And it's very common among, you know, um, uh, different cultures.
1: Well, I love your mama and I love your mama's cooking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she loves you too.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so now stars, you know, Chris is gone. Star is talking with her dad. And at this point in the movie, uh, their shots come out or shots get, shots get shot into their house mm-hmm. and in the book it happens again at a different time in the storyline and a brick actually gets thrown into the house as well um presumably we're supposed to think that it's king or the king lords mm-hmm. who have done this because of star
0: well in the movie we don't get this in the book but in the movie i think someone yells out like the wind car oh, window yeah. like tell star to like keep her mouth shut or whatever. Oh, yeah
1: like okay we'll just drive home that point right in the movie so they end up going to Carlos and Pam's house. Pam, Uncle Pam, Aunt Pam, that we gets totally written out right. of, the, of the movie, basically. Uh, but they drop off Seven and Lisa and Star. And Mav and Seven end up going back to the house to guard the house. That does not happen in the book at all. Nope. Um, and we kind of get this little... You get to see a little bit more of the dynamic between Seven and Mav, which was kind of cool, but... Not sure why that was added. Yeah. But Uncle, this this is a very important scene that got added, I think. And I think I know why they added it. Because I think they felt that they needed to show the other side of it. Uh, Uncle Carlos sits star down and basically as a cop, he's showing he is a black man, a black cop, and he is trying to give the cop's point of view to star. And basically is walking her through the mind of a cop as they pull someone over. I do, I mean, I think it is very important for everyone to understand that. Is it an excuse for anything? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know people who are police officers, and I thank them for what they do on a daily basis, because it its it's got to be one of the toughest jobs even now. Um, but it's one of those things that's like, there's, there's no excuse for right. for some of this stuff. Yeah. that Yeah, it's a tough
0: conversation. Um,
1: but I actually kind of like that they added this because this part is not in in the book. Um, but I also I, it gave Star Star refutes it.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and I think that I mean if she if they would have just thrown it in there and had her not refute it, I would have thought it was a little jarring. That's fair. Um, I will yeah. say
0: the in this case in the movie, it it um adds a little bit more um, meaning to it because in the shooting, he does go for the hairbrush and he does pull it up against, mm-hmm. you know, his head. So that feeling of, like, there may be a weapon that is in his hand mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more, like, okay, if Carlos was in that situation he did see something like that, he may be quicker to to react. Yeah. Where, as opposed to in the book where he... Khalil doesn't do that and it's just a a motion Mm. I think worked in this case if it had if they had kept the the shooting the way it was in the book and then they had this I feel like it would be very off
1: well and the way that the conversation ends is she asks Uncle Carlos like if you saw him reach for something that looked like a gun would you have asked him to put up his hands or would you have shot and he says I would have asked him to put up his hands and you know, it kind of brings it to a close. To a white man. To a white man. Yeah. And he's like, because he goes at, you know, the, the cop never asked Khalil to just put his hands up. Right. There was none of that that happened. So, again, something that got added that you may or may not agree with. Yep. <laughs> uh, the next thing we see is the grand jury hearing. This got totally fast forwarded. Mm-hmm. The whole storyline. it It doesn't even like... I mean, it happens obviously in the movie, but it barely gets touched on that we are now at a grand jury trial for this cop. And she goes in there and she tells her story and about the night that happened. And, you know, she thinks she's done her due diligence, that there's no way that they're not going to convict this guy based off of what she talks about. Um, but it kind of gets brushed over a little bit in the in the movie. We don't yeah. see much of
0: it. I did like um, that they made a point to kind of pan over the jury members and mm-hmm. they were majority white. Yeah. Um, but I did love that at the end she sees a vision of Khalil yeah. sitting there. So that was Ugh. really heartwarming. But it was just like,
1: yeah. yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah. So now Star's back at school and Haley's there. Good old Haley. Hmm. And... Haley confronts star and is like, you know, basically wants an apologize from star about the way she's been acting. And Haley says something that is absolutely like pretty much the worst thing that she could have said. Um, you know, she says that she heard that he was a drug dealer that Khalil was a drug dealer and that someone would have killed him eventually anyway. And like star loses it. Yeah. So in the, in the, between the book and the movie, it happens pretty differently in the, in the movie star, actually grabs a hairbrush from Haley's backpack and basically just starts yelling at her and is basically trying to make her understand like are you afraid of me because I have this hairbrush because this is what he had mm-hmm. like and she's really trying to drive home that part and i it was very powerful i thought in the movie like yeah you know and in the <laughs> in the book it's very different
0: <laughs> yeah in the book went once um once Haley says what she says, that, again, it triggers Star. She loses it, and she actually ends up punching her, which creates a fight between them. They go at it. At no point does Haley, like, back down. They're they're going at it, um, you know, and then randomly Haley's brother shows up and is like, don't, you know, mess with my sister, and then Seven comes <laughs> yeah. in, and there's a fight between them, and then they, all four, actually end up getting suspended uh, for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe... Haley's dad tries to push for them to get expelled Mm -hmm. um, uh, them being star and seven seven, uh, which is awful because it's like they were all in the same scenario Mm -hmm. like one should not be less punished than the other but yeah very different Um, I agree I think the way that the movie chose to do it was much more powerful Mm -hmm. Um, it was interesting to see Haley finally like have a vulnerable moment and like feel like she was you know afraid for her life
1: so at this point in the movie, Chris is trying to comfort Star and of course she's just kind of again brushing him off. And but then at this point she also gets a text from Kenya and Kenya tells her that King has beat up seven and that they need to go get him. So Star and Chris leave actually together to go gets to go get seven. In the book, Seven is not the one who gets beat up.
0: Right. Um, Devante, who we touched on earlier, is actually the one that gets beat up. The reason being that he actually stole some money from King and he was trying, while Mav and Carlos were trying to help him kind of get out of all of that, um, the reason that uh, they end up capturing uh is because at this point he's been hiding out at at carlos's house and they don't know where he is but he has a um a need to want to go see his brother's grave which is in garden heights um you know a, a rare vulnerable moment he chooses to you know he chooses love and it ends up getting him him beat up so yeah the text from kenya is actually about Devante. so at this point in the book Seven, Star, and Chris drive back to Garden Heights yes. to save Devante
1: in Seven's car. In Seven's beat up old Mustang. Correct, not
0: in the Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, they are
1: in the movie. They're in Chris's Range Rover, and so they go to, uh, they go to get Seven, and they run into Aisha, which is Seven's mom, and I I love the way they did it. More so in the book, obviously for time, I'm sure they cut it down, but you see Aisha kind of being like this tough, like I don't give a crap woman. And she tells them to get Lyric, who is the littlest sibling and Kenya as well, and get them out of the house. Mm -hmm. And in the book, you, you find out that Aisha, that King beats up Aisha and the kids. And Aisha at this point is actually helping them. Right. She wants to get them out of the house and safe. So they actually help. Aisha ends up helping them get out the back door. Um, In the In the movie, or sorry, in the book, there's like a party going on, and King's in the backyard. Right. And so she helps him get out, so, or without him noticing. Uh, in the movie, King kind of shows up towards the very end and that's when she helps them get out. So yeah. similar, but... It was
0: weird that in the movie, they like, again, to drive the point home, she was like, oh, he's coming. Like, okay, get get out the back. So mm-hmm. like in the movie or in the book, it was very much like she was still trying to show this like tough exterior. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't outwardly that she was helping. Um, I felt like it was a little bit more obvious in the movie. Yes.
1: So they leave now and they end up they're driving home and they run into another protest that's happening and they find out that the grand jury is not going to be indicting the officer who shot khalil so now everyone is in an uproar and they're starting to march towards the capital so at, at this point they decide that they want to join in on the protest and very different what happens between the book and the movie in the movie, Chris leaves and takes Kenya and Lyric away.
0: I was so mad about that. I
1: infuriated yeah. that they, that they, that Chris left with yeah. them. Because in the book, Chris stays with them. Yeah. He stays with them through all of this. Yeah. He seems terrified in the book, but he, stays. but he stays. And again, just so upset that the way they did his yeah. character. So... Now it's really just seven and seven who can barely walk at this point Mm -hmm. and star are protesting and they run into the police roadblock and star, you know, they're everyone's chanting at the police and then star ends up jumping up on the cop car with a megaphone. And this is where the author of the book hands her the t-shirt, the Khalil t-shirt. And she tells everyone that she was the witness And that Khalil lived and they start, it's a huge, obviously Mm -hmm. big moment in the movie. And they just start chanting, you know, and trying to, you know, get their point across and the police start pushing back and they start uh, spraying tear gas everywhere. And at one point star picks up the can and throws the tear gas back at them, which happens in the book, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I mean, it happens actually right away almost when she gets up on the, on the cop car. Uh, And this is really where the riots start breaking out, the fires start, and Seven and Star get picked up in a truck and get taken back to their dad's store. One thing that gets completely written out of the movie is that at some point, the different gangs throughout the neighborhood come together to protect the kids and to protect the stores and... None of that happens in the movie. I know.
0: To my point earlier about how, you know, the whole point was we're ruining our own neighborhood. Why would we do this? This is the place where we live. So it was really... uh, It was... So fascinating to see in the book how these two different gang groups came together for the greater good, for the good of their community, because they're tired. They're sick and tired of, you know, fighting each other to no avail because the people who they need to be fighting, you know, are, are, are the people that are against you know, their community and them. So, uh, bummed that we didn't get that, but, uh, a specific part, the people that end up picking up, um, star and seven are from a, from the other gang. I forget what their, um, their name was, but the disciples, the the disciples. So, we get way more backstory. We actually meet the guy that they goon. goon yeah. That they get picked up with by. Um, so they know who he is mm. when they get picked up at this point in the movie. It was very much like, Hey, we know who you are. You're Mav's yeah. kid. Like jump in the yeah, back.
1: Because in, in the book, Mav kind of becomes the new ringleader yeah. to bring everyone together because they all, even though they're in separate gangs, Everett, Mav is really kind of someone who has respect. From everybody, right. So, which is
0: nice to see because his whole goal was to, to do do, do better for his community. Yeah.
1: So now they drive them to the store, um, and they get milk and they pour them on their faces to get the tear gas away. They hear the voice the voicemails that uh, Lisa left them, <laughs> which I love that they left in the <laughs> in the movie because basically it starts off being super worried, and by like the fifth voicemail, she's just pissed yeah. that they haven't called her back, and uh, we see. It actually visually, I liked it a little bit better in the movie. Actually, you actually see one of one of King's guys throw, which it looks like a Molotov cocktail, into the store. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, it happens the same way, but you don't. They don't actually tell you that it was one of King. Like right. you just kind of assume that that's who it was, and and the kids are inside. So now the the, the um, store is on fire. The, the kids are inside. They can't get out. Uh, Mr. Lewis and Mr. Ruben come and try to help out. Um, and then Mav comes in or Mav shows up um, and he's able to get the kids out from the back door. So this is a scene that gets added. Um, this is not in the book. Uh, they're outside the back of the of the store and King shows up and Mav is pissed because he, he doesn't really care about the story he's just mad that he, they knew that the kids were in there right. and as Mav is is showing or is running up to confront King Sakani who is the youngest brother grabs the gun from the back of Mav's pants and is now holding up the gun and he's basically sh- you know pointing it at King and cops show up And the cops, all the cops see is this little kid with a gun and they show, and they're now pointing their guns at Sakani, this little eight-year-old kid. And Star ends up stepping in front of him and they, she basically just says like, when is enough enough? And then they put their, their guns down.
0: I get emotional talking about it. It was like. It was a rough scene. It was a
1: rough scene. And it was so like not unexpected because mm-hmm. it's not in the book. I know. <laughs> it doesn't happen in the book at all.
0: I, I think it drives the point of the thug life concept oh, yeah. so well. And she actually, I believe it's Star that says this in, in the movie. Um, it's a great line. It's, she says, it's not the hate you give. It's the hate we give. But we can break the cycle. Right. So very powerful. Um, again, drives the point home. Um. I'm curious to know like what the author like if if she had say in this um, edition or not, um obviously because it's not in the book mm-hmm. um, and what her thoughts are on yeah. on the edition but I, I personally liked it and I think it added to that yeah. finale of the of the movie
1: exactly and so at this point in the movie though, King gets arrested um for setting the fire. It happens a little bit differently. everyone kind of in the book everyone kind of is like, yeah, we saw we saw them do it. you need to arrest them. but, so in the, in the movie though, it's kind of, he gets arrested for the fire and that's it mm-hmm. in the book. They're like, we can hold him for a day or so, but it's not going to hold. He's going to get out right away. Yeah. But Div- our boy Devante ends up snitching on him yeah. and tells them where his drugs are. And he's going to go away for a really long time. That obviously didn't happen in the movie. Cause there's no Devante in the movie. Right. Um, but right off the bat, uh, Mav says, you know, we will rebuild. And we will re- rebuild the grocery store. And in the in the book, though, uh, Mr. Lewis decides he wants to retire because his store burned down as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's actually going to give Mav the extra lot <laughs> so you can make a really big grocery right. store. Uh, so something that is very different, though, between the book and the movie, they decide to stay in Garden Heights. In the book, they move. Yeah, they actually move. Before the end of the book.
0: Yeah, they have a whole um, like plot line of, you know, because Lisa's whole thing, the entire book is like, we need to get these kids out of this Mm -hmm. area. It's not a good area. I know that, you know, Mav, you really want to do right by your neighborhood, but we can do that and not necessarily live here. Um, So they have a whole storyline of, like, they go and see a house. It's, like, it's not uh, Uncle Carlos's neighborhood necessarily, but it's one near it that's not as hoity-toity. It's a little bit more realistic and and, diverse. And, yeah, yeah, they they end up moving. We have, like, you know, we we get that backstory of, like, what happens when they move and stuff. Um, They choose to stay. I'm curious, what are your – how did you feel about that?
1: I don't know. I – it was one of those things where it's like in the book you, it was almost like it was Lisa's, like her goal in life was to get her kids out of that. Mm-hmm. And she finally did it. Yeah. You know, we, we went through the journey of her applying for the job that could get them right. out of there and whatnot. So I, I understood both. I, it was one of those things at the end of the book. I was like, if they say I'm okay with it, if, if not, I get it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually got both of my ways. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen them get out in the movie just because that was their goal. Right. You know, and that they found a way in the book to move and still be part of that neighborhood. That was still always going to have
0: the... The shop. The shop. But
1: I don't know. What did you think?
0: Um, It's hard because like... I want to say the movie's ending felt a little bit more realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing what a key plot it was in the book, to your point, it was Lisa's goal to make a better life for her family and for her kids. Uh, That part I felt, you know, we missed on. So to your point, yeah, I think it didn't necessarily take away from the story, but it would have been nice to see them kind of, you know, make a, make a new life for themselves, Mm -hmm. but still have that root back in Garden Heights.
1: Cause all we get left in the movie really is we see, Star back at school with her new hairdo. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that her and Chris are still together um, and that she's ditched Haley. She's not friends with Haley anymore. And then the final scene of the movie is Star is back in her bedroom. Or no, she actually goes to Khalil's grandma's house and Mm -hmm. goes to his bedroom. And she says that you can take whatever you want. And she ends up finding his wand and taking that home. And she puts it in the box with Natasha's wand and her wand. And that's how... The movie ends. Yeah,
0: She does say one final thing that Khalil means friend. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. Um, I'll be honest. I personally thought the ending of the book was much more powerful. Oh, yeah. That last, oh, like, absolutely. two pages of the book where she starts naming the yeah. individuals that have, you know, died for this cause um, – is, like, I am getting chills now just talking about it, but when I was reading, I literally... I, well, and I know, I was
1: shocked that they didn't add that at the end. I was shocked, shocked,
0: too, to be honest.
1: And I'm not sure why they didn't. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. it would. I To me, it would have been... I get the adding the Sakani scene was powerful, mm-hmm. but adding or keeping the finale or that last few pages of the book would well, have been even more.
1: and I think it would have brought it more of like this wasn't just a story mm-hmm. this actually happens 100 um i'll go back to the movie i just watched judas and the black messiah it was this movie you know and this story but at the very end you see what the what the real characters look like the you find out what exactly happened after this mm-hmm. story ended and it became like oh my god this wasn't just a movie right this is real, this and, is I'm, real. and i'm sad that they didn't do that with this i as am well. too um, anything else to add?
0: No, I think other than I mean, yeah, like Devontae being completely written out was a little strange for me. Um, but I think f- for all intents and purposes, um, you got the core message of of the book within the movie. Um, those few little things that were added added to 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 the um, to the powerfulness of the of the movie. Uh, so yeah, I think you know, if the question is, did the movie stay true? I'd say. For the most part, it did.
1: I yeah. think so. Um, I think I know both of our answers at this point after we've talked it out here for a while. Um, book or movie? Book, a hundred percent. Absolutely, this book re- is so
0: perfectly written. Yeah,
1: it was so good. Yeah.
0: Um, like, yeah. props to Angie Thomas, man. Yeah. I like. I want to start reading Concrete Rose like right now. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. So so. Yeah, two points for the book.
0: Yeah, this was a tough one, so thank you for for sticking it out with us. Yes,
1: I know. I didn't think this episode was going to be this long, but I guess when you start talking about this There's a lot, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Girls. You can also email us at TheBoovieGirls at gmail.com. And like we mentioned earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. We've got our rom-com level that gets you... episodes 24 hours in advance you also get access to our Karen reviews which Hannah did say we're not going to do (laughs) for this one rightfully so and then there's also the drama level which gets you what we've already mentioned you also get a sticker for joining you get a shout out in a future episode and you also get access to some bonus content that we're planning to do
1: yes we're starting our first Netflix series I'm excited Firefly Lane Rosha finished the half of the book (laughs) in a day listen that's (laughs) what
0: happens when you give Rosha a day off okay Uh... I just go crazy and I start reading books.
1: Uh, So up next, uh, I hinted at it a little bit earlier. uh, We are doing The Martian. Uh, We are not scientists. It's very easy (laughs) reading this. I'm like, I don't think this way. My brain doesn't know what this is talking about. So it's been a tough read, um, but I've heard great things about the movie. So I'm excited to watch the movie. The
0: only thing I know about this book or movie is that Matt Damon is the main character. That's all you need to know.
1: (laughs) I I should have known this because one of my best friends recommended this and he's a dent or he's going to school to be a dentist and is very like smart like this and mm. I should have known. Well maybe we should have him known. on the
0: episode instead of me. I know. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening and remember, don't judge a book by its movie.
1: Bye.